So what exactly is Barstool Sports? Its website says it's a sports and pop culture blog covering the latest news and viral highlights. Started nearly 20 years ago by David Portnoy, it has the largest UVA unofficial following on Instagram, and it's in nearly every college across the country. T-Dubs, what does Barstool Sports mean to you? I mean, I, I see it on Instagram and Twitter. I know they have the biggest Instagram following um, outside of the, obviously, the official ones. Um, but it's like, I don't, I don't even know. It's kind of like a frat boy kind of thing that it's usually, I mean, it's honestly funny. Like that's how I found it. I found it, um, you know, just following, you know, on YouTube and, and all that. And I know, you know, a few weeks back we set out and said, Hey, let's get to know the guys covering UVA sports. Remember that we talked about that and it was like, all right, let's, so then we got Bennett Conlon on, we got Scott and Jerry Ratcliffe on, um, and I know Barstool is one of the ones we want just we're curious about to, to learn more about them. This is great. Like we actually get to see them and hear from them. It's like kind of a rare opportunity to hear how they got started. And they're young. I mean, they're young kid, college kids that just are really into this social media. Um, you know, unlike us three, um, but it was, it was cool. Like <laughs> to, to hear straight from them, like how they think, how they, how they got into this whole, whole thing. And, um, Barstool's a big, big name, so it's kind of it's kind of interesting. What are your thoughts, Doug? You're like, what the hell is this? Yeah, I still have no no idea what's going on with this stuff. But no, <laughs> I mean it's semi genius by the site to to identify University of Virginia and go on campus and find two third years. You know, that obviously they have commitments, et cetera. That they I'm sure they have to do for the site. But I know I know a lot. Of, what I know about it is from my work environment when a lot of people that I work with are always talking about, oh, did you see that on Barstool Sports? Me, no. Did you see that on Barstool Sports? Me, no. But they do some, they'll, they'll live, they'll show themselves live watching a game, and let's say that they have the over Boston Celtics, LA Lakers, and the over is 210, and something happens the last second, and it goes under, and their, their commentary is pretty funny. It's uh, just, just yeah. to watch them going through kind of grown-up, things about around and about sports so that's all i know and they're i mean they're definitely yeah. funny they're an, uh, an edgy very successful very financially successful company yeah right? edgy's good what, they were valued at what was the number 450 million they sold i think they sold like 38 5 percent or 36 percent of it for 135 million some crazy and that was after 17 years after yeah they started in 2003 and they're just now this media. I don't even know what you call it. It's, I mean, it's, they're they're in the news a lot. They're controversial for sure. They push the envelope in terms of like they did the whole Saturdays for the boys. And they really take advantage of sort of that younger demo that's on on Instagram and Twitter, and then they've turned it into something like shout out. Like it's 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 kind of incredible. It's why it's so cool to have them on. And it's not just sports, right? The, I think David Portney does the. Um... Portnoy does the uh, pizza reviews. Yeah, he's big right. on YouTube. There's a lot of, you know, I, I think he, he uses this like <laughs> negative press to turn it into like a cult following almost, right? He got arrested, I think, at the Super Bowl and he's like in the news and yeah, he's just g getting banned from Twitter. They took away his verified stuff and they just builds the brand name um, to a point where, you know, you can have a Barstool UVA and it instantly becomes huge. Uh, 
and they're funny. They get that that like end game trailer they did for the Virginia Tech. That was really well done. We'll link it below. It's good. Like you guys saw, right? Yeah, I don't think and, I have. Uh, and the two UVA kids, young students, who are the barstool reps or employees, are really bright guys. Yeah. They're they're just finished their third years, and they're smart. They get it. They completely understand social media, and they love what yeah. they're doing. Yeah. It's yeah, really I can, I can never tell when he's talking about having conversations with people, if he's talking about having conversations with a human being, or if he's talking to him on, on one of his sites or one of his uh, <laughs> talking to an a. models. Yeah, I, I can't tell. So they're definitely more advanced than I ever was at that age. We now welcome Jake Malasek and Matt Mendel. Welcome, guys. Thanks for joining. Thanks for having us. Yeah. Thank you. What is Barstool Sports? Oof. Jake, you want to take it first? <laughs> yeah, sure. So Barstool Sports uh, originally started as a newspaper by this guy, Dave Portnoy, up in the Boston area. It was um, – the logo was – or the slogan was, for the common man, by the common man. So it was anything that you guys think that you would talk to your buddies in a bar about, they would write. And from that newspaper, they've kind of blossomed into this massive media conglomerate, uh, a lot of personalities talking about sports, talking about pop culture – talking about whatever people want to talk about and they've gotten bigger and bigger. They branched out into, you know, esports. they've branched out into, you know, they cover the bachelor. Now they have a lot more than sports, but originally it was you and your buddies sitting on a bar stool. That was the kind of, you know, gimmick behind the name. And they would talk about sports the way, not that, you know, NBC sports, ESPN would talk about it, but the way that guys sitting alone in their basement or drinking at a bar would talk about sports. So that's kind of the main main idea behind it. So should yeah. we be drinking right now? Uh, I mean, it's it's not not too early, but if you guys want to crack, <laughs> open, crack it up, but I'm down. It's you know it's five o'clock somewhere, right? Exactly. <laughs> that's Dougie's slogan. That's right. All right. So typically, I apologize, guys. We're going a little bit out of order. We go through the podcast. We go through a photo and react series, and then Dougie of Mount Rushmore. We're going to actually start that now because Dougie's at work early this week. Yeah, I got to. And so he's got some conflicts. Dougie, take it away. And just just some background for you two guys. I'm University of Virginia, 1993. Um, played in the basketball team back then. Okay. So I'm always partial to our guys. Um, I'm going to do it a little differently today. I'm going to give Jake and Maddie a, um, a chance to, go, to collaborate. Cool. And you guys, you guys come up with your – all-time Virginia basketball, Mount Rushmore. You get five guys, not only four, but okay, you get cool. five, five, player, five basketball players. All right. All right, we get five? You get five. All right. All right. So, uh, I get Ralph. Got to go Ralph, obviously. All right. Yep. Um, Consensus. I think. Uh, can, we, can we do Tony Bennett as a, as a coach? Can he be on the Rushmore? Um, no, nah, we'll do players. I think he'd be okay. on anybody's. Right. But I, I get it. <laughs> Trying to find a loophole there. All right. All right, uh, let's go, Ralph. Um, I, think, I think we should include DeAndre. Sure. Um, maybe somebody pre-Ralph, like a a Wally Walker, maybe a Jeff Lamp. <laughs> um, I like it. Pick one. So you gotta go, Matthew Brogdon there too. Okay. You got right, you got two 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 are on the two are on the mountain. All right, we got DeAndre, uh, Malcolm, Ralph. Ralph. Oh, okay, three. So we got three um, there. 
Let's go. Uh, Wally Walker. Come down. And then. This jersey on the back of my wall. No. Oh. <laughs> it's funny because the fifth one, the fifth people usually rattle off four pretty quickly, and the fifth one. Interesting. Um, seems, seems to be a. I mean, I'll, this is the final. Some I'm thinking of maybe Kyle, Kyle guy. Uh, maybe. I love. I'm. I'm huge on. I'm a huge Joe Harris guy, but I don't know if that's reasonable. I'm also, Mark, you know. Mark, are you gonna be mad if we don't pick Ty? <laughs> Not at I mean, all. I don't pick Ty. <laughs> I'll tell you. I'll, you. I'll tell you who's gonna fucking be mad if you don't pick him. It's 1993. <laughs> <laughs> on the podcast in your Zoom, homeboy. <laughs> you know, one, um, one method, right? Oh man. To go. Bryant Stiff. He was also. Oh. Wow. Good. Pull that one out. Clutch. That was clutch. Yeah. I was just getting ready to question your knowledge of history. Yeah. 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 Like, all, all time leading scorer. You forgot him there, but you, you yeah. pulled him out. Yeah. Pulled him out of the end. For, we'll force that one out. <laughs> right, Solid list. Solid list. Makes right. sense for the young bucks. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, so uh, before we, you know, get into too much detail, um, we just wanted to thank you first off for coming on. I know, you know, we've had, some interaction with you guys beforehand. Um, but the, the one, the one question we kind of were wondering, uh, between us was like, when, when did, how did the bar stool UVA piece happen? Like where, where were you guys in the picking order of where was UVA in terms of like their expansion into colleges? Like where were you guys on the list? So to be honest, I'm, I'm not exactly sure when, we started so i know that basically barstool has this like college viceroy program where um a bunch of different schools around the country hundreds of schools um have one or two maybe three guys that run the barstool social media accounts for the school um i joined after that started um both jake and i are third years and so all i can say is that i know that barstool knew they kind of had a market they could tap into with university college campuses um, because there's a lot of, you know, fun stuff, kind of fun party images that, and, you know, media that goes on it that they kind of wanted to tap into and have a, a voice for Barstool on these campuses. Um, as far as for Jake and I, how we got started, my story is a little bit, uh, a little bit funny, actually. So I was a first year my first semester, I just followed the account on my personal um, account. And I was a, I was a fan, and I saw that over winter break that they were looking for someone to take over the account because the guy who ran the Twitter currently was a fourth year. Um, so I applied and didn't hear back for about two months. And I just sort of like forgot about it. Um, and then early on, my second semester, my first year, I was actually I was doing the fraternity rush thing, and I was just sort of like chatting about UVA basketball to this dude. Um, and I would see him like again and again, night after night, and we keep talking UVA basketball. And then the next thing I know, I get a text from this guy like a few, a few weeks down the road, and he's like, "Hey, man, you clearly know your stuff about UVA basketball. I want you on board." So he was kind of like doing a tryout for me the whole time, and I had no idea. Um, so that's how I started with the account. But as far as the history of UVA barstool. I'd have to ask that guy. Honestly, I don't really know how. I, I, I imagine that the they probably reached out to 
Um, you know, they probably got in contact with college campuses by just tweeting from the big national bar school account. People probably applied from there. And what what has the Fowler account been like since your tenure there? So I started with four and a half thousand on the Twitter, and now we're at eleven point seven thousand. So pretty good growth. Yeah. Yeah. Good work. And what about you, Jake? Yeah. So um, I I just know that the you know, school account started in twenty fourteen. So those started kind of rolling out and the bigger schools had those, you know, earlier on in the smaller schools. Like I went to college my first year at school at 2000 kids and they have an account. So, you know, a lot of different schools have them, different sizes, different, you know, conferences, different D1, D3, D3. Uh, but my story is pretty kind of, you know, coincidental where I like to make videos and I was just kind of pumping those out writers around. We were winning the basketball championship, lacrosse championship. Uh, and then Matt is my friend. So he follows me on Twitter saw those and I didn't know Matt ran Barstool. Uh, so Matt just kind of hit me up one day. and was like, Hey, like keep seeing your videos on UVA sports. Like, would you want to just do that for Barstool? It's like, that's, that's sounds fantastic. So uh, this fall, you know, every football game made a video, uh, basketball season opener made a video, you know, Virginia tech football trailer, just keep kind of pumping out content. Um, but the videos kept coming and people seem to enjoy them. So that's not, you know, something I mind doing. I enjoy doing it. And, was a pretty easy way to kind of gain a bigger audience. So I'll go ahead, Mark. What's the relationship between Barstool UVA and Barstool? This is, this is actually pretty funny. So we, um, we have very constant contact with headquarters. So, you know, anytime we want to do a t-shirt or we want to, you know, run something by them, they're very responsive. Uh, there's a few people. So there's Kyle um, and he's kind of the head of, uh, the viceroy program, you would say the college program. And there's two other people, Katie and Katie and Ben, who help out with that. Um, but basically anything you want to do that's not directly like, you know, posting something that someone sent you or tweeting something that you think basically goes through them. They're very helpful. Um, but it's not kind of like you left it to dry. Like they have a lot of input. They tell us, you know, hey, here's what we want you guys to do this month. There are monthly incentives for people that post the most, get the most interactions, you know, have a good, you know, following growth that month. Um, so it's a pretty, pretty nice kind of way to be on your own as a Barcelona account, but also have that kind of, you know, input from the people that work at the headquarters in New York. So you said incentives, does that mean you guys get paid? If we do well enough, you know, Barely. <laughs> it's, it's I mean, hard to come by. That so it's can. a labor of love. Yeah, exactly. Labor of love. You don't get paid unless you win. So it's basically, I think $50 a month. If you if you win the contest right. um, and the three, they have the, the viceroy is divided into three tiers based on school size. So we're in the, the highest, the largest tier. Um, and I think there's posts per day, which is, you can kind of, you know, you can just post a lot of trashy content if you just want to get that. But we tend to, you know, do quality over quantity. We tried, we we can, tried in March <laughs> to do that and it didn't, it did not work. So we're going to go back to the quality over quantity. Kind of. <laughs> um and there's, yeah, I think Jake said interaction rate. And then uh, what's the third one, Jake? Uh, it's growth. Yeah, that's right. It's follower yeah, follower count. Yeah. And then, so, so Jake, do you manage the Instagram? Is that how it works? Uh, so I'm logged into both. So I help okay. out with both. Um, a lot of just kind of clean up on both sides. So like Matt will tweet a lot. Um, the other guy, Jack, he'll be, you know, a lot of the, the posting on Instagram. But I'm just kind of there to, you know, clean up what people kind of miss on both sides as well as, any videos that I make, I'll just post on both. I don't have to send anybody or anything like that. So 
it's um, I'm definitely not, you know, at the forefront of the posting kind of stuff. Right, right. Have a little, little help, little help here, a little help there, and then my majority work is with the videos. And and on the video front, what I um, mean, yeah, we we were just talking. The the end game one was sick. Is that <laughs> one? Uh, which one has been the most popular online? That one of? for sure. That, that one, one caused a lot of stir because I had no idea, and this was like a big. I was in a war with some guy from tech, like the uh-huh. next day, because apparently he made one like the year before, and thought that I had like woken up, or he posted one like the day before. And he thought that I had seen it and then like woken up in a cold sweat at three in the morning and pumped one out myself <laughs> three weeks. So I mean, so, we, it's, that, I, I love that kind of stuff. That was my first like tech experience because the previous year, I basically had no idea what UVA football was all about. And, you know, it was away. So we didn't even have the game at UVA. Um, but that was like my first introduction. Like, wow, like this is a really cool, like really fun rivalry that people care about. And it was it was like those kind of interactions on Twitter where people just go after you and you can you can fire back because you have that kind of freedom with Barstool is what makes it so fun and I had a great time with that. So for the people listening who aren't aware of that post, can you tell people what happened? Yeah, so uh, I had the idea. I mean, it's definitely not an original idea to make uh, an Avengers style sports video. Um, so I I sat down one day. I started to make the you know Virginia Tech. Uh, football endgame trailer. Uh, if you scroll back to November of last year, I guess on Twitter and Instagram, you'll see it. But uh, I pumped that out. Um, I found some cool graphics on the internet that you can kind of plug in and made it different fonts. So instead of the Marvel logo, it's Virginia football and different kind of stuff like that, you kind of personalize it. But uh, I pumped that out in a couple of weeks and put it out there. And some guy that runs a podcast at Tech had put one out similarly, but it was a different movie and but it's an Avengers thing. And they put one out yes, like the day before. So it was yesterday when I posted mine and, you know, we had been dropping teaser pictures for a couple of days. I had, you know, Bryce Perkins, that photoshopped him into Thor and Bronco into Iron Man and Charles Snowden into Captain America. And, you know, we had like countdowns to the video coming out, which was the day before the game. And these guys are pretty big following, you know, all things considered kind of went after us a little bit like oh like UVA can't do anything right like they copied us like you know classic Virginia and so we basically just kind of launched an assault on these guys and everybody kind of ganged up on that <laughs> it was a lot of fun and it was 24 hours until kickoff so it was basically get everything in while you can and then go 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 to the game so it, it was fun and I mean it's all good fun and uh but that was again my first real like tech experience that's awesome. And then what about post game? Was there a lot of trash talking after that game? Um, did you do, did you create more posts? I, all I said, and this was probably my favorite tweet to ever send out was it was, I like added their podcast and I said, can't wait for the next episode. So good. Um, and then, and then what, what about prior to that? Um, the, the rivalry piece, for you, man, like, have you guys, do you work with Bar? is there, I don't even know, Barstool Virginia Tech or Barstool whoever, like, is, is that a thing where you guys try to sort of, like, create a little bit of beef or tension, or is it, are you guys, like, collaborating? So, I'd say for the most part, the beef that's created is, is pretty authentic, like, rarely am I ever, t- like, DMing a, another Barstool account saying, okay, we need to, like, get something going, because I think right, it, right. It both, parties, both parties want to... <laughs> want to get it going before the game um it's it's sometimes you know i'll have some trouble with a 
account that's just kind of dormant and the person's not running it and they're, or they're just sort of not on top of their stuff. So um, occasionally, you know, if, if I'm not getting any responses out of these guys, I'll be like, Hey, like you guys, you guys are on there. But um, for the most part, you know, I'm, you know, tweeting at the other schools the week before the game, whether it's like, you know, a big Duke basketball game coming up or uh, like Jake said, a tech football game. That's something that we kind of chirp at each other throughout the year for the tech game. I mean, that's, you know, of course, a big day on the calendar for both programs. Um, cool. But yeah, I mean, definitely that's the the inter the intercollegiate interviceroy trash talk is a huge part of the viceroy program. I mean, that's just something that our advisors encourage. Um, it's something that our followers really engage with for sure. Um, and I think it's kind of expected with the, the barstool brand and the barstool mentality that that's just sort of something that we bring to the table. Like we're not really afraid to, you know, get out there, yeah. piss anybody off, I guess, you know? <laughs> so yeah. So that leads to my next question. Are there any guidelines or policies? I mean, some of the, some of the barstool stuff is close to pushing the envelope, right? But is there <laughs> outside of, outside of like screaming fire in a crowd, is there a policy um, that says you can only go this far as long yeah. as it's not offensive? Yeah. I mean, I'll, I'll let Jake add on to this too, but I, I know our, our vice are like, you know, they don't want us using the F word in our tweets. Like that's just kind of a, a guideline, even though you'll see plenty of, plenty of vice accounts that break that rule. Um, <laughs> you know, I, I, most of the guidelines that we follow, I'd say Jake and I are, are mainly just sort of um, something that we, like our, our own guidelines, you know, for me, it's some, something that I take pride in and something that like, I hopefully can, you know, put on a resume potentially. So I don't want to make it like completely ridiculous. Like I, I'm not trying to make it something that's like embarrassing to look at um, because, you know, we're, we're the people behind it and we still, we take pride in. So um, that's one thing. And then as far as guidelines from the, you know, HQ, um, they, you know, they're pretty lenient about it. Um, you know, you, you can't, there have been instances where accounts have been, or where the people running the account have been re removed from the program for violating certain rules. Um, right. Luckily we haven't had any problems with that, but yeah. Yeah. I have I mean, a confession. Go ahead. Go ahead, Jake. I mean, I was just gonna say, I like, I've seen people get in trouble. Like there were, I'm not going to name any names in like for schools, but you know, there, there have been some questionable, you know, chirps here and there where, I saw one where it was like happy pride month and they had their, like the flag of a rival school. And like, that's oh, wow. a little, a little yeah. much for yeah, sure. general. <laughs> there have been, you know, some, some issues there, but like for the most part, like it's all in good fun. And as long as you kind of, you know, use common sense, like the majority of the time you're, you're pretty on brand and you don't really yeah. seem to mind. So I have a confession. I didn't understand barstool sports or know what it was. This was, I guess, whenever UVA played Syracuse in the 2018-19 season, when UVA went up there and blasted them, yeah. and they set the record for threes. Yeah. So from time to time, I was checking twi Twitter, and I, got, I saw a tweet from a Barstool Syracuse employee or worker or whatever, and he blasted Ty. He's like, effing him, F him, he sucks, and whatever. Wow. And this was after the game. <laughs> I'm like, well, wow. I can, wow. you can have, and, and my, so I, I've done this, I think, twice. Responded to somebody on Twitter, right? And one was at the Final Four, the, the guy that works, writes for Auburn, who used to write for the Daily Progress or whatever paper it was at, uh, at Virginia, and then moved to mm -hmm. Auburn. 
And then oh, this yeah. guy. Yeah, and this guy, right? And I was like, dude, you could say whatever you want about my child. You could think whatever you want. You could have whatever opinion you want. But why are you using such harsh language to describe it? Like, <laughs> I couldn't get it. I couldn't get over it. It really bothered me. Like, you don't know him. Yeah. And, and, and I didn't even talk about how they destroy Syracuse. And so I didn't hear anything and hear anything. And then like two days later, he's like, look, I'm really sorry. You guys are really good. I was just really upset that we lost. But, and then I still didn't understand Barstool. And then I later looked it up and, underst- and, and had some understanding of it. I think yeah. that, that was kind of the point that why we wanted you guys to come on. Um, you know, we, we were kind of doing this thing where like get to know all, all of your sort of media covering the sports you love so like i know we know we did this i don't know if you saw we did scott ratcliffe who works for jerryratcliffe.com and kind of get into his story and get it out there um and then we had bennett conlon come on and talk about his his journey so we wanted you guys and and a lot of this there's going to be a lot of people that frankly don't follow the, a lot of social media that do that do podcasts and listen to stuff so it'd be cool for them and we'll put all the links in the description below so pick up some some newer um I don't know. I don't know what you want to call it. Probably not newer, older fans. <laughs> yeah, thanks. <laughs> probably, probably the right way to say it. Um, uh, but what, what about you, Jay? Like, so you know, we we talked about um, where you guys are, where we're from, where you guys are going. What's what about what's next? Like, how you get? You, you said people pass on their accounts after you guys are done with school. Is that something you guys plan on doing? Are you going to continue doing this on the side, or what, what do you think? Yeah, I mean, it's pretty uh, like standard to, to pass it on once you graduate. So, I mean, we've been talking because, you know, our time is, is nearing the end. Uh, probably around the winter break area, we'll start to put out feelers about people coming on and kind of shadowing for the spring. Cool. Um, you know, this, again, I guess all dependent on where we are in six months in terms of school. But, uh, yeah. yeah, like winter, winter break-ish, we'll probably be, you know, sending out feelers applications to, to see who wants to take over. Um, you know, normally it's pretty straightforward, you know, HQ definitely has a say, so they'll kind of vet the people that email the, the, the email account that will be in the application and see like, Hey, like, does this kid know what he's doing? How long has he been at UVA? Stuff like that. Um, but I mean, uh, yeah, I, I don't know if there are any kids, Matt, that are still running the accounts post-graduation. Oh, really? Okay. I, find anybody? I think it's sort of bad form to do that. Um, yeah. Because, you know, as you leave, you sort of come become out of touch with the, the student population. And I'm sure you could watch you could watch the, the games and live tweet them and no one would notice. But I think it's just sort of an unwritten rule. Right. Um, maybe it's a written culture. rule, actually. But, um, I, I mean, we, we, we certainly plan on passing it on. Um, as much as I'd love to continue doing this, I mean, it's so much fun for me. But it's definitely, you know, we have to pass it on. <laughs> so, so then yeah. do you apply for jobs at Barstool Hates Headquarters? Some people have gone directly. I know Jake actually is. I, apl- I applied uh, this for this summer as an intern. Uh, hiring process got a little wonky with you know the whole New York City becoming uh, a giant hospital. But um, yeah, I know. So they have they have a pretty streamlined process for those that run college accounts. I think that's their easiest way to get a job. There is having run a college uh, program. Uh, I mean, obviously there are other ways to get a job. You know, cool. kind of come out of nowhere. Like that guy, Joey Molinaro, the impressionist guy, does the Kellen Coward impressions. He um, he just got a job there just kind of out of the blue. But the majority of people that, you know, are getting newer jobs there have run college programs. 
Uh, I know they just hired a video editor who ran the Rutgers program. Um, you know, the new head of the Viceroy program or the upcoming head of the Viceroy program, Katie, was the UNC Viceroy. Um, so basically, it's a very in-house operation. Uh, if you run a college program, you know, they love you already, so they want you to work there. And running the college program, as I kind of was told during my interview in New York, is basically your job application. So basically, you have a three-year resume basic of what you've done for them so far. So walking in and having, you know, gained 500 <laughs> followers in two years and saying, oh, like, I'm going to boost you or whatever, doesn't really do it for them. You know, you have the numbers, you have everything that you've done for two years that they can kind of fact check and they, they know who's good and they know who's not. And it's pretty, pretty straightforward for them. That's awesome. All right. Well, let's get away. Let's get, I mean, let's have another question. I was going to ask the sports question, Mark. Is that okay? I was just going to ask how many, how many schools is Barstool in? Oh man. Uh, I, I mean, probably over 200. At yeah. Least. I'd say close, close to 500 probably is my yeah. guess. Oh, wow. Yeah. I mean, it's, I it's a good operation. Every single power five school has an account. Um, yeah. and then, and then many beyond that, like right. I've seen like some bar, some barstool accounts from schools. I like, I could not believe had a barstool account. Like, I mean, like, my, I played, you know, division three NESCAC lacrosse, which are <laughs> schools. The biggest school is 5,000 students. The smallest is like 1600. Every single school has a barstool account. Wow. So, I mean, it's, it's, I was shocked because like, I don't, I, who, cool. who, who cares about a school with 1600 students? And nice. they are everywhere, which is crazy. But yeah. it's nice. it, it's pretty wild how big the big the reach has got. Yeah, I, I was gonna say let's let's get on to, let's get on to the sports. I mean, obviously, you got Mark Durham here. UVA basketball is our our passion. But I, I was gonna ask. Maybe we'll start with you, Matt. What is your history with? And we know you're a sports fan, basketball fan. What was that like? Start what age? Walk us yeah, through a little bit. I mean, I've lived in Charlotte my whole life. Um, so I remember, I think I was, I was born in the Pete Gillen era, I believe. Um, and I've, you know, very clear memories of the Dave Leto era. <laughs> um, and then, I mean, you know, I've been a, a huge fan my whole life. I went to games at U-Haul. Um, okay, cool. I actually have a, a ticket from, I think, I forget who we were playing. I don't remember who we were playing, but I have that ticket from, my first birthday, I went to a uh, a UVA basketball game at U-Haul. Um, oh, that's great. And, that's awesome. Uh, you know, I, I obviously, I think when it really started becoming a big part of my life was probably middle school. Um, and there are a lot of really sad memories from that, from that part yes. of UVA basketball, honestly. <laughs> I mean, really, really painful memories. Um a few that come to mind is the Miami game and the ACC tournament. Yes. Maybe, maybe was that Tony's first year? It might have been. Um, it was first or second year. It yeah. was, Mark, you probably don't remember this. I don't. So, I so Virginia, <laughs> ACC tournament first round. I think we were up nine with a minute and a minute and thirty left, and we lost and then, and then, in regulation. Yeah. In well, regulation, I think we were up seven with like thirty six seconds yeah. left. I think. Wow, yeah. and we wow. lost without overtime. So you and think of, yeah, go yeah, ahead, man. I just, I just remember being in um, my sixth grade like homeroom class and refreshing the ESPN account over <laughs> or the over and over again. I was like, this can't be right. This has to be some sort of glitch on the website. Like, there's no way we're blowing this. 
sure enough, we, we really did. <laughs> Who was yeah. on the team at that time? Was that, um, that that was Joe Harris would have been on the team? Yeah, probably was, because I know he was recruited by Bennett at Washington State. Yeah, Farrakhan. I want to say Mustafa Farrakhan was on yeah. that team. Uh, I think that was the year Mike Scott redshirted because he was hurt. If I'm not yeah. mistaken. So, but yeah, I, mean, I think Malcolm had gotten hurt by that time. Maybe Malcolm was there, but yeah, it was. I mean, so then, so then, I mean, Jake, do you remember that? Are we talking about something you don't remember? Yeah. So uh, my UVA basketball fandom is definitely different. I mean, I grew up my whole life playing hockey. Like I never watched basketball. My parents went to Darden here. So they went to business school here. Oh, cool. My mom's not a sports person. My dad's from the Eastern European, you know, communist bloc. So he never, you know, played, like, watched basketball, uh, played hockey my whole life. And, like, the UMBC game is, like, my first real memory. Of oh, wow. Uh, I wasn't even going to UVA. I was going to a different school. Uh, it was my senior high school. I was committed to a different school for, you know, sports. And I'm looking at UVA. And, like, I yeah, like, we live in Charlottesville. And my parents went there. But I'm looking at this game. And I'm like, oh, you know, like, what a bunch of losers. Like, I had no idea. Like, I was like, I had no clue who you guys were. None of the names in the basketball team had any relevance to me whatsoever. And I'm sitting there. I'm like, oh, this is pretty embarrassing that these guys are losing. Like that, I, I did not care, basically, at all about the UMBC game. And then the minute I got to UVA my second year, I kind of started really quickly to appreciate how much people care about basketball. Right. Like, I had no idea. Like, That's in, awesome. In New Hampshire, in Connecticut, like basketball is so second fiddle to a lot of other sports. And – like coming to Charlottesville to kind of experience a, like a big game day, like we had college game day my second year. And I was just kind of floored by the amount of interest Support, yeah. and the amount of care and the bigger fans and people care. Right. And like my yeah. college gym, my freshman year seated about 50 people. And right. I go to JPJ my first game and it's 16,000 people. Right. And I'm like, Oh, this is a little bit different. So, I mean, people, are crazy about this kind of stuff. I mean, I, Mark, I bet you know, like, these guys are celebrities. And they walk around Charlottesville. Like, you can kind of see people staring and people are talking about them. And it, it blew my mind. And I've been playing kind of catch up with the history. So I'm kind of really doing my research. I'm kind of trying, mm-hmm. to, trying to make it seem like I know what I'm talking about more than I do. But, I mean, this has been, been a crazy two years, especially being with the Barstool program and kind of yeah. seeing – what people are like online because you get so many different voices but it's been bananas to kind of watch UVA from afar for a while because like my parents are alums and all that but then really dive in head first for two years has been it's been crazy crazy and then Matt talk about after that like that horrible you've seen some horrible losses even in your short tenure and then and then but you've also seen the reverse of that the last right so what what was that like for you yeah i mean for me it it was one of those things where like there there came a point in uva basketball where i knew we were like we were really good like i I finally believed like this team is good we we had been good for a while and that wasn't really the case until like i I would say like 2014 2015 is kind of when we started to like get over that hill of the you know Right. People will start respecting us on a national stage, finally. Um, and, you know, Tony had, like, two cycles of recruits come through at that point. Um, and I just remember, you know, having, like, really successful regular seasons, 
you know, semi-successful ACC tournament runs. Sometimes I think we, we won one in 20, 2014, maybe. Um, oh, anyways, the point is that, like, I remember, you know, seeing a lot of success with this team and then getting to the NCAA tournament and just being, like, scared. I, I You know, it, it was – as a fan, I was scared. It sort of seemed like, it seemed like the players were scared. Like, everything just sort of changed, um, at least from a fan's perspective. It, like – my mentality was like, oh gosh, like March is coming up. Like, what's gonna, what, what new pain am I gonna suffer this time? <laughs> um, so, um, and, you know, and and it seemed like that was never gonna end until it did. Um, and that, yeah, I mean, so to actually, add on to that, sorry, I'm sorry to, to add on to that. What were you thinking when UVA loses to Florida State in the ACC tournament before the tournament last year? Interestingly, I actually felt good about it. Um, we thought it was the best thing that ever happened. Yeah, yeah. I, I was I was at the ACC tournament uh, when we won uh, Ty's sophomore year, um, and it was it was you know of course I had no one had the foresight to think that UMBC was coming. I mean, no one in the world thought that was coming. But you know, I was there. It, it, it felt great. I mean, I, I could feel the energy of the team, and then. I was not at the ACC tournament last year, but um, I don't know. I think it's it's an interesting question because part of me was like, okay, like, you know, it's going to be different than last year when we're not coming off of like an 11 game win streak or whatever that was. At the same time, I was a little bit scared that a loss would shake the confidence of the, of the team. So I don't really know where I stood, but I was definitely, I definitely thought about it a lot. Um, but yeah, I mean, as, as far as what the championship meant, I mean, I, I don't I don't really think I ever I didn't really think I ever saw it coming until it did. Like there was always a piece in the back of my mind that was like, you know, this is UVA basketball we're dealing with. Like I I've, I've seen too much too much heartbreak, too much too many late game collapses to really in you know, say it out loud that we were going to win a national championship. I mean, I d- definitely thought we were capable, but um and then actually doing it was, I mean, any any UVA fan is kind of gets speechless at this point. But it was just the best, the best moment I could ever imagine as a sports fan. Really, I mean, it was incredible. Where did you guys watch the game? Did you guys make the trip? No, no, I didn't go. Uh, in hindsight, probably should have gone. But I'm one of those guys that if I go, we lose. <laughs> my distance it's a away game um well no, hold on a second you can change that now because you transferred to uva and uva won that's right true. so that's hopefully that's good karma and it'll kind of help me out down the road but um no we i watch it you know just kind of apartment hopping and around grounds just uh i watched it at my i watched auburn at my home here in charlottesville uh purdue was in my apartment and then you know the national championship was just kind of I don't even remember where I was. I think it was in the corner somewhere. Um, but, I mean, the whole kind of two-week period is just a big blur where we're doing so many things with Barstool and UVA fans are going crazy and there's so much going on that you kind of don't step back and kind of realize what's going on because you're living it. And going back and re-watching those games and kind of piecing together, like, oh, I was here and I was with these kind of people. And it's kind of been a fun, like, puzzle to put back together. Where, you know, living it, obviously, you don't really know 
what's going on. And now that you've, you've kind of had time to digest it, you know, over a year, it's been, it's been really fun to kind of look back on. So what was the social media buzz like after, after UVA won? Yeah. I mean, it was crazy. Um, it was, I mean, it was really incredible. I mean, I remember like after the national championship, like, okay, what the heck do I tweet? Like, how, how can I encapsulate that? How can I encapsulate the feeling of, you know, a, a program so deserving yet, you know, so, so drive success. Like, I just, I think I just, you know, put it in all caps, like we're the national champions. And, and it, it, of course, you know, everyone was responding to that. Um, but um, the, the social media buzz was incredible. I mean, everyone was on Twitter getting excited about the games, pregame, postgame. Like everyone was sort of like fostering off of one another's energy. I could totally feel that. Um, everyone was sort of too excited for their, for their own good, I think, at times. I think, you know, UVA Twitter loves to get in its own head, I think, as you may have seen. Um, but, I mean, you know, I, I think everyone was just so incredibly excited and especially after the Elite Eight, or, you know, once that game happened, I think everyone just sort of recognized the, you know, the gravity of that, of that game, like what that game meant to this run. Or, you know, of course, the rest of the run hadn't happened yet, but I think they realized, oh, man, like that, that game was probably the best game we had seen in UVA basketball history up to that point. And then it only got better, which is pretty insane. But um you know I, I think everyone was just so so excited to to you know be able to be there for this moment in this program that so many people had you know been fans of for 20 30 years and, and didn't really ever see this day coming so yeah. how about for you guys were there any contests going on at that time and it, did it enhance your chances of winning contests oh we won a lot of awards during yeah. the month of april April and May, we did really we well. Like a spreadsheet of every school that's won it the past like twelve months, and there was a lot of Virginia during that April month, just kind of down the list. Yeah, um, haven't won since, so that's cool. But April was a great month, so that's, <laughs> that's all that really matters. So that should do well for your resume, right? When you as you're applying for Barstool at headquarters. Yeah, for yeah, sure. They'll see that name, that Virginia on there. Yeah, <laughs> so we'll take it. Yeah, it's a guy teed ups. I'll say, let me know when you want to jump into the photo series. Yeah, I'm, just, I'm curious to know, like, your parents being grads, right? And now you guys are there. How do they feel about you guys being on Barstool? My mom loves to brag about it, weirdly, because I don't think she knows <laughs> what it is either. Um, but she'll tell, like, her friends that, like, have kids that go here or that went here. And, like, because she doesn't know. She doesn't have a sport. She literally never picked up a ball in her life. Like love to do like musical theater that kind of stuff, so she thinks that I'm just weird, but it is what it is. Um, and she'll tell her friends that are like basketball fans, stuff like that, and they'll think it's the coolest thing ever because they're on Twitter, they follow us, right. and it's she thinks it's like super cool that she has like a famous son. When in reality, <laughs> it's not that. But uh, my dad, my dad can't use a cell phone, so he has no idea what's going. On. <laughs> <laughs> That's so funny you say that. Because yeah, my TW dad, coaches Doug and I all the time about. <laughs> my parents media. have no idea what's going on, but they, they like to kind of brag about it and think it's think it's pretty cool. But I mean, I, I like to think that it's just kind of you know something that I do on the side. But yeah, um, yeah definitely, definitely a pretty cool thing. My parents like to brag about. So yeah. And Matt, what, is there something that you enjoy doing more than other stuff on Barstool? And is there something that you don't particularly like? Yeah, definitely. I, th I mean, I think where I'm at, where, I, where I'm enjoying myself the most and where I'm at my best is live tweeting games. 
that's that's just what I I just love it so much. I think it's just the best part of the job. Um, and then I think the part of the job that occasionally bothers me is you know we do get pressure from headquarters to post, um, and sometimes it just kind of seems forced and unnatural when you know when when things aren't really happening. Um, and then third, you know, people, students look to, uh, look to the Barstool account kind of to be like a sort of a spokesman for the university in the sense of, you know, trash talking to other schools. Um, and, you know, kind of like create, they, they, they look up, they look to Barstool UVA to be like a content creator, whether that's, you know, posting funny videos at parties or, you know, getting in beef with schools. So I think there's a lot of pressure from a number of directions, which can kind of get hectic sometimes. Um, but certainly my favorite part of it is watching the game, live tweeting, sort of like trying to, you know, tweet for the common man as, you know, as the Barstool slogan says. So. And do you guys feel any celebrity status when you're walking on campus? Do people recognize you as the Barstool guys? Uh, I mean, we try to keep it a secret. Um, it's not something that you kind of publicize. I mean, a bunch of my buddies know that it's me, but like, I mean, you definitely wouldn't walk around ground and the people kind of point at be like, Oh, there's like the barstool guy. Like, <laughs> kind of keep looking as much of an anonymous. We might try and do some more public stuff next, next year yeah. with some like man on the street. Like we might go to the tech game and, you know, interview some people there and just kind of start putting out more <laughs> like content like that. But for the most part, you kind of just, you know, you're the man behind the screen and people, people don't really know. And they just kind of assume that, it's it's a, it's basically supposed to be like oh like a random UVA student Barstool UVA it's supposed to be like the point where it, it's to be anybody. So since Doug is not here, I know he would ask this question. <laughs> when you guys are hanging out and you see some some young ladies, you guys don't use your Barstool status to say hey I'm the Barstool guy, go on a date with me. I'd like to say that I haven't, but that, <laughs> uh, <laughs> does it work? <laughs> of course it works. <laughs> slide that in there Come on. Matt's shaking his head no and Jake's like yeah I mean, you got the cards you might as well play them of course I've done it I like it what's, what's the percentage that it worked uh, well, uh, well I don't want to give that up. I mean I don't like the percentage that's not a great question Matt, are you having second thoughts about not using your ball stir- yeah, status? Yeah, now I am. Now I am. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> now, I that you're ten, now that your time's almost over. Exactly. Yeah, I've got, I've got a few more months left. We'll see. But, <laughs> yeah, maybe I should try it out. I haven't really tried it. <laughs> yeah, Not that you guys need it. I mean, both you guys are good-looking dudes. And, hey, you guys, <laughs> hey, you guys well, I'm sure are doing whatever, fine I'll without it. Whatever helps me out. <laughs> yeah, that's whatever important works. in the podcast. It's important to send the podcast. They can't see us. <laughs> <laughs> all right well tw does this series of showing images and photos and then you guys react to them we ask our guests to react to them so t-dubs take it away all right so the first one i'll expand my screen a little bit um this is an empty picture of, of jpj i was just curious where when did you guys learn how did you guys learn of you know the end of the season the shutdown obviously is at the ac tournament but where were you guys what were you thinking um, uh, well, so I'll go, I guess. Um, I was on spring break. I was down in Florida. Um, definitely kind of saw it coming uh, once everything started to kind of 
close. Um, it was devastating because we really just kind of started to find our groove, hit our stride. I think it was an eight-game win streak to end the year. Um, but I, at the end of the day, I really just felt bad for these kids. Like, I know that the NCAA tournament is something that, you know, you can use as your NBA, you know, application, basically, where those four, five, six games can really make or break how you're drafted. Um, you know, my, my heart goes out to teams like Dayton, where, you know, this is like the best year they've had in a long time. And they had something really special that they could have gone deep into the tournament. And, you know, they never got that chance. Um, but I mean, it's, it's heartbreaking because these kids, you know, that's all they do year round. Um, you know, they, they work and work and work to play in that tournament. And when it's just kind of ripped away and there's nothing you can do about it, it's gotta, gotta be heartbreaking and devastating. And I, I can't imagine, you know, putting your entire, your entire life into something like that and then having it just kind of vanish like that. So that's, it's, it's not been fun and I'm hoping they do something nice for those kids eventually, but uh, it's it's definitely been tough to kind of watch watch people's stories and hear what they have to say, and it sucks. So, yeah, I don't have much too much to add. I mean, I just remember hearing about the cancellation of the ACC tournament, and then immediately my mind jumped to the NCAA tournament. I mean, like, what what is that? You know, I, I can live without an ACC tournament if there's an NCAA tournament. I mean, you know, that's that's not a deal breaker for me. But I sort of knew that was a sign of things to come. So I think that that was, you know, I, th- I think the NBA canceled first, but then once I saw the ACC tournament cancel, I, I, I sort of knew that this season was at its end. Right. It was hard to swallow. But. Um, and then you know, we're going to go in some, a uh, little bit of a random order, but this is a photo of, of the team uh, kneeling for, for injustice coming from obviously two white dudes, Barstool Sports. What, 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 when you see something like this, what, what sort of emotion does that bring out in you? I think, um, and I can, you know, I think this is especially true of the Tony Bennett era is that this team and this program have been something that the Charlottesville community has like really attached themselves to. Um, and, you know, there, there's not a single Charlottesvillian that doesn't, enjoy UVA basketball. I'm not saying everyone's a huge fan, but I think everyone does take a little bit of pride in this team. Um, and to see, you know, this team come out in support of, I, you know, a town that was really grieving at that time, I think was pretty, pretty special. Um, and I think important that they, that they did this. Um, but yeah, it's it certainly, that was like a, a, a rough, you know, I grew up in Charlottesville. I mean, that, that weekend was pretty just hard to imagine that this was real life. And then I, it was certainly important to see that the UVA basketball team was showing some solidarity with those impacted by that. So. Yeah. I mean, to go, go off that, like the, the events that happened a couple of years ago, obviously were, were devastating the community. And like, I didn't kind of realize it until, a little bit later when I would tell people like, Oh yeah, I live in Charlottesville. And they kind of go like, Ooh, like they give me that look where that had never happened before. And I was like, Oh, like, this is kind of serious. Like, this is a, and this, you're, you're talking about this. The, yeah, the, yeah. Now we're looking at the photo of the guys on the torch. The first yeah. picture was, was I think in, actually before to right. was before. Okay. Yeah. All that, you guys are talking about the first picture that we, that he showed you guys was the team kneeling down. 
Yeah. Short, during that whole thing with after Colin Kaepernick kneeled. Okay, yeah. So to talk about that, I guess first, uh, I, I respect everybody's right to do whatever they basically want. Uh, I think Kaepernick had a great, um, you know, message behind what he was doing. Um, I understand that people can get upset, you know, during the national anthem. I'm, I'm sure that there are plenty of families that have, you know, fallen veteran relatives, stuff like that, that could interpret that in a different way. I'm sure there are plenty of people that have justified reasons to not enjoy what Kaepernick was doing. Um, but I do, you know, absolutely respect Kaepernick's right to do what he did. I think he had a very, I think he went into it knowing what he was doing and it had a positive message behind it. Um, whether that was misconstrued by people, that's up to them. But I mean, protests or protests, if it's within the rights of the law, by all means. Um, and I think there is, you know, an issue that needed to be addressed and that definitely sparked a conversation that needed to be had. Um, so, I mean, that definitely was a positive. Um, I think there were some negatives that came out of that. You know, there's now this this divide between people that think he should be playing the NFL, people that shouldn't. Uh, but that's, you know, beside the point. Um, and I'm glad that younger athletes like the basketball team in that photo were kind of picking a side, picking and choosing a stance. And, uh, you know, if you, you have the right to do whatever you want and – um, I like the message and I like what they were doing and I, I like that photo. So, And then I'll, I'll lighten the mood a little bit. <laughs> it's, a photo, it's a photo of Joe Exotic with the Tiger. This is more of a, what are you guys watching? On, have you seen, have you seen Tiger King? What is your oh, yeah. like guilty pleasure? What are your, what are you guys watching right now? Yeah. It's it's they're 20, they're 21 years old. Guilty pleasure is like everything yeah. that they watch. Yeah, pretty much everything. <laughs> Basically, what, what are you doing? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm I'm watching plenty of Netflix. I'm actually watching plenty of um, UVA basketball, like condensed game highlights, um, just to keep myself, you know, re- remind what it what it what I would be doing if all things were normal. Um, but yeah, certainly watch Tiger King. It's funny how that show is going to be sort of like forever inseparable from quarantine. I think you know, <laughs> right. I think, I think that it's funny how they just sort of hit it at the exact right time when everyone was sort of, you know, hunkering down in their homes and looking for entertainment. That's when this was released. And it was just this such a weird, crazy story. But I think what made it what it is, is that everyone was watching it at the same time. So everyone can sort of react together, which is just such a <laughs> weird, fad, but crazy show. So yeah, it's, it's Hold this on. and the last dance or the two quarantine yeah, yeah. Okay, I was just gonna ask you, what else are you guys watching? Like, give me three shows, Matt, that you're watching on Netflix. You said you're watching a lot. Yeah, um, I watch Waco about the um, uh-huh. the was that David? Was that about David Koresh? David Koresh. Yeah. Uh, How's that? Uh, it's good. It's really good. Right. I'm I'm about halfway through. Is it a doc? It's no. It's it's a it's a drama. It's it's not a documentary. Uh, it's like a, a reenactment of, okay. of oh, what oh, happened. Oh. Yeah. Um, Tiger King and then uh, Orthodox. You heard about Orthodox? Uh-huh. Yeah. 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 So those, okay. those three are the, the, my, my three recommendations. Yeah. Jake, give me your three. Yeah. I'm always curious Tiger, to know what young people are doing. Tiger yeah. King, obviously. Uh, I was definitely one of the last people to watch the show. Um, <laughs> That's I never a good thing, to probably. Hop on the bandwagon <laughs> with TV shows. But I mean, I figured once after everybody had seen it, and I was like, all right, well, I'm not going to be the one left out of the Tiger King conversation. Um, I just watched All American. 
Uh, they just put it on Netflix. It's two seasons. They're coming out with season three. Very good. I liked it a lot. It was this like kind of drama around the former NFL player Spencer Pacinger's life. Uh, big fan of that show. And then I'm just about to start Ozark. I've heard that's oh, very good. So, so good. That's, so good. That's what I'm gonna do. Um, I heard season three was bananas, so I'm excited for that. But and then I guess the last dance. I've been kind of staying up Sundays to to do that, which has been great. But amazing. Those have been fun. All right, one one last Tiger King question. Carol Baskins, did she do it? Absolutely, oh. she did it. <laughs> oh yeah. At, at this point, saying she didn't do it is like iconoclast. Like you, you, you can't say she didn't do it. <laughs> <laughs> it's so awesome that we all could talk about that. Um, and then uh, back, back a little bit. Flip the switch back to sports. Ah, uh, yes. This has been my phone background. I kid you not. And this is a picture of TV but screaming into the internet. Here, let me let me. This is my phone background. I'm not even That's kidding. awesome. Um, what I do you mean, remember about this game, this day, this moment? This was the Purdue game, right? Yes, yes. Yeah. Um, well, just like that image is such a sort of like a a paradox in my mind. Like I've I've never seen. He looks so scary and angry and and fired up <laughs> and like every everything else i know about tony bennett is the exact opposite um, so it, it, i think that that game especially and then tony's reaction on the ladder just got me so amped up like even thinking about it now i sort of get like a fire in my chest just thinking about like you can see what that meant to him right. and the fashion in which it happened was just so surreal um but yeah just seeing seeing tony bennett get that amped up about a game i think at least sent a signal to me um that like you know you know what this game meant to him and and then again i think the fan base sort of reacted to this to this moment similarly you know i think everyone was just absolutely amped up at this game and at this moment and seeing tony react like that was priceless yeah i i watched you know obviously we're all watching the game and I'm kind of sitting there with my, like, four or five friends at the time because it's the Elite Eight. You know, it's not, you know, the biggest of deals yet. And ties the free throw line, and there's five, five and a half seconds left, whatever. And we're all looking at each other like, all right, like, that was fun. It was a good year, I guess. Like, we all yeah. literally thought we just lost the game. Nobody thought we were going to win. And we're just kind of, like, packing it up. Like, all right, hey, you know, better luck next year, I guess. And we're watching as, you know, Kia gets the ball, and then, you know, throws it to Mavridi, and Mavridi shoots. And the ball is in the air, and I've never heard a quieter apartment <laughs> in my entire – like, I've never been to a place where – like, you couldn't even hear the tea. Like, everything was just white noise. <laughs> you know, watch the ball, and you still think, like, oh, like, that's not going to go in. Like, there's no way. And then the ball keeps going down, and it's just – it goes in. And then, A, I thought we won because I can't count very well. <laughs> and then the guy said for the win, and I was like, oh, we won, and then we sure, didn't sure. win. Yeah. But it's, it's one of those things where it's like, oh, like that stuff you see happens, but it never happens to you. Like those kind of buzzer beater moments are not teams that you usually root for. Right. And when it happens to you, even with the Auburn game, like the three-point foul thing, when those things kind of happen to your team, you get a greater appreciation of them happening to every team. Like, if you're a Hornets fan and you watch the Jeremy Lamb half-court heave against the Raptors last season, like, you're like, oh, that was pretty cool. But having lived through these kind of buzzer-beater moments, 
you can kind of imagine how that feels as a fan. Right. And it's, it, it still doesn't kind of feel real that we won three games in that kind of fashion in a row in the same tournament. But that picture definitely says a lot where it's like, this is happening. And I think we all kind of get to kind of figure that out going into the Iron game. Like, hey, this is, this is possible. And that picture is something that we will be seeing for a long time. Long time. I'm, very, I'm very happy about it. And then <laughs> that, that leads to this next picture. Uh, Tony Bennett. Nobody does it better. And, and my, so my question to you was because obviously Barstool with his reputation – which is basically the polar opposite of a man like Tony Bennett. Like, how, how do you guys balance that knowing that, you know, the university has, you know, it's got a reputation and it's got like a certain, um, I don't know how to say it, but a certain type Standard. of class style. Yeah. yeah and, and Barstool is, is not, is different. So how, how do you guys balance it? Because there is a little bit of, um, UVA is different than and than everyone else, and, and yeah, to make those worlds mesh, how how do you guys balance that? I think, generally speaking, we we try to incorporate that mentality of like you know, class and and you know like it's sort of like hard hard to put into words, but what you were talking about into our content, um, and again, sort of put like a a spin on it in the way that, you know, like a, we're better than you spin, you know what I mean? kind of like looking down upon our, our opponents in that sense. Like, you know, we're the, the classy institution with a classy coach and good academics and a beautiful, you know, like we, we kind of like rub it in, in a lot of ways to our, um, to our, you know, tr- our competitors on, on Twitter, um, which is something that, you know, sort of runs contrary to the, the whole right. class in the first place. Yeah. The humility, I, definitely not a pillar that you guys exactly. built. Exactly. On. <laughs> yeah. we, we, we have to abandon the humility. Otherwise, otherwise we'd have to, you know, be quiet in our successes. And, <laughs> right, and, right, and that's right. not what Barstool's about, honestly. <laughs> right. um, so I, yeah, I'd say that how, how do we mesh those two things? I think we, we try to keep it pretty classy generally. Um, we, you know, we don't try not to stoop too low on our trash talk. But when it comes to our successes, you know, we're never afraid to rub them in <laughs> ever. So, so that's, that's, that's how we kind of towed that line. I mean, like anything else, it's, it's a brand, right? So we, we use what we have. I mean, would it be easier to be Barstool Arkansas and just have people go <laughs> like stuff like that or Barstool Missouri where yeah. there are people just kind of getting heinously drunk and doing stupid stuff? And yeah, of course, <laughs> right? But um, we'll take the brand that we have, which is, you know, more of the elite than a lot of other schools. And, um, you know, my favorite thing to do is post acceptance rates. Like that kind of stuff is very, on <laughs> uh, stuff like that. And, um, you know, to stay kind of true to what UVA is, you know, we are not a giant SEC drinking institution, right? <laughs> we are not an Ivy league school. We are somewhere in the middle. And that brand is something that you kind of have to lean into or it's not going to be as fun. You know, there are a lot of people I think that wish we were in Alabama or in Auburn that we aren't right. I mean, we've gotten a lot of complaints that we don't post enough crazy drinking videos or stupid drunk videos. And our response is basically we would, if people sent them in (laughs) (laughs) doing that funny stuff, we would be happy to like post it, but it doesn't happen as much as you think at UVA. (laughs) So right. it's definitely the brand that we've kind of 
we've kind of you know dipped our dipped our whole body into and it's um it's it's different than a lot of other schools but it's definitely something that we've kind of kind of I, don't, I perfected I guess something that you would want to say or it's it's very very niche and people know like UVA is something different when they look at like the Barcelona UVA program and for, just for me personally when I see it I think it's always nice to have an unfiltered sort of like megaphone for 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 this right you, you know right. it's sports yeah. you, there's some there's some chest pounding that happens and, and exactly. you guys are kind of that online voice for that so we definitely um appreciate that so just just a couple more um we're gonna i was gonna say um some of these some of these old school um <laughs> photos <laughs> like you, do you remember and this is obviously i think this is before your time man uh, but yeah. what 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 is like your earliest memory of Virginia basketball? Yeah. This is certainly before my time. This is before I was born. Um, I think that my my earliest memory, like my you know earliest semblance of a team, I can I can remember in, in my brain, um, is probably like the Jason Kane, J.R. Reynolds era. <laughs> Sean Singletary, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so I guess that was like you know, 2005, something like that. I, that That's when I, you know, started figuring out what, I was six years old. I started figuring out what sports were, I guess, um, <laughs> and why why they mattered. But I definitely have like, you know, really, you know, m- memories that are sort of foundational to to my fanhood um, today. Um, especially one that's, I'll never forget is the, this Sean Singletary Duke shot. I mean, that's, I think that's like the moment of the, the 2010, the, you know, the 2000 to 2010, arguably, is that Sean Singletary Duke floater. Um, right. That, that takes me per, per, perfect timing. Oh, nice. Uh, this is Minneapolis. You've got oh, Harold yeah. Dean, Roger Mason, Sean Singletary, Malcolm, Josh Hare. When you, oh, see, wow. when you see older players like that, and OG Whitebone, shout out him. Um, <laughs> and, um, when you see the, when you see this, like, like you, you guys didn't didn't witness it uh, in person, but you know there's a history there. Like, what is your reaction? Do you guys go look it up? Do you do you kind of know offhand? Like when you see these guys, or is it? For me, it's it's case by case. There there are some faces I definitely recognize, um, and it's funny because like if I talk to my my dad and my my uncles who also grew up in the area, and I and I didn't recognize it, they'd be like, "Oh man, how do you not know so and so?" And then. But come on, man! I wasn't born. How, how do you? How do you? Explain it? <laughs> right, it's unfair. Um, right, but I mean, especially in this context, you know, looking at them at the Final Four, I think it it just sort of represents, you know, that this program ha- has had really bright days, and and that, you know, being able to all of them to be here for them, I'm sure, was just sort of a a special moment that they could all be proud of to be a part of this program, but. Again, like I think it's sort of case by case. Some of these faces I admittedly don't recognize, and right. some of them I do. So, <laughs> yeah. And la- this is the last one. Ah, uh, man. One, <laughs> do you see anything peculiar about this photo coming from? Uh, I'm, I'm looking at you, Jake, in terms of like anything, <laughs> anything, anything you see here that looks a little off. 
And this is a picture of all the guys on the uh, floor watching no, one shining moment. I'm no Photoshop expert. <laughs> <laughs> but sounds like someone doesn't look like they belong. <laughs> <laughs> and, and so how would you rate London's Photoshop skill or pro- uh, it's probably honestly, At first glance, honestly, pretty good. Like yeah, I, I would <laughs> you scroll through Instagram and you wouldn't like stop and be like, wow, that's terrible. <laughs> But yeah. the more you look, the worse it gets. So that <laughs> <laughs> and for the people watching, this is the this is the photo that London photoshopped himself into and said, "Congrats to the team! It's so great to be there." Uh, That's pretty funny, though. I mean, this is the kind of stuff that makes college sports better than pro sports. Right, the camaraderie between all the guys, and and he, obviously he is playing professionally um, in France, so he couldn't be there. But he, and I think he's, I don't know on a bus and this is you never see these kind of pictures and this kind of effort with pro sports no. like you've never seen the patriots alumni like getting together to go to another super bowl and stuff like i mean it's this is the brotherhood of college athletics within the schools is, is crazy and this is obviously people photoshopping themselves in the championship photos <laughs> of players that aren't even playing anymore <laughs> kind of what college sports college basketball are like totally oh that's all i've got guys appreciate that awesome well, Matt, I'm gonna. You're a great fan, and clearly a historian. <laughs> I've got one final question for you. Do you All recognize right. the name on the back on the jersey behind TW's right shoulder? Uh, let me click on Keith Jennifer. To be honest, no, yeah. I do not. <laughs> okay, <laughs> that's okay. Yeah. I failed. Did I fail the test? No, 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 no. no. no that's not a test. test. That's, that's no. not a test. <laughs> <laughs> it's a, it's an inside thing that we do talk about Keith Jennifer on every podcast. Okay, you do your homework on him and, <laughs> and you'll figure out why. Yeah, yeah, just just yeah, you can Google him later. Um, you guys are awesome. Thank awesome. you so much. Really yeah, good. And, and best of luck to you guys. Best of luck in whatever and Jake and finding a job with Barstool. Thank you. Yeah, Matt, whatever you decide to do. Thank and you. Our degree from UVA is obviously very helpful. Trying and, to find a job, so and we'll be cheering for you regardless. If you need yeah. something from us, obviously hit us up. We're Thank happy. You. And Mark, last thing. So again, if you ever comment on our stuff, we will also apologize to you. <laughs> I hope I don't have to. I hope you don't say anything that's offensive. <laughs> I, imagine, I cannot imagine if I had said something about Cam Reddish and Mr. Reddish commented on the thing. <laughs> <laughs> but I, oh my god, that would have been so scary. I can't imagine. Yeah. I can't believe you did that to that guy. That's so mean. <laughs> That's a mean thing to do. That's not very nice. Wait a minute. Well, I want to know what you said about Cam Reddish. No, I'm just saying it would freak me out if his but, dad. Well, was I was actually going to ask that during the podcast. Did you guys say anything about Duke players? Probably after yeah. we lost. Grayson Allen. Grayson Allen. That's oh, okay. All right, well, that's okay. fair. That's a pass. That's whatever he gets, whatever's said about him, he deserves. Right? I got into an <laughs> argument. So I know one of the Duke managers. Two of them actually, yeah. their brothers and their parents. Yeah. I've known them for years. They actually played in my program. At Riverside mm-hmm. Church in New York City. So I had a fundraising event and they came and we started talking about Duke and the mom's always is, has a affinity for the Duke players as she should and her son's friends with them. So she mentions that her son is best friends with Grayson Allen. <laughs> I said, oh, I wonder if he's a nice guy off the court because he really is a schmuck on the court and yeah. he's tried to hurt, hurt people often. And she's like, what are you talking about? And this is the middle of a fundraising event that I'm hosting. <laughs> So she's like, what are you talking about? Why would you say that? It's so not true. 
And of course, I pull up five things that Jason <laughs> Allen's trying to hurt people, including that when he tried to trip Kyle Guy at yeah. the game versus at, at the, when we played them at their place. Grace, that would have been Grace Allen's senior year, I think. Right? Yeah. And she's still fighting with me. That's not true. How could you say that? There's no way. So whatever you say about Grace, I've actually met him at the Chris Paul camp. Huh. And I went up to him and said, hey, I think you know one of my people, one of my friend's son. And uh, he was really nice, actually, on, off huh. the court. He really was. But on the court, I mean, there's clearly something. I mean, there's level yeah. of competitiveness. Yeah. There's that Michael Jordan level of competitiveness. But then there's a little bit of right. like, craziness, right? Yeah, it's a little yeah. bit. And he's a little pathological on the court. Absolutely. Right? Yeah. And psychotic. Like, after he tripped the kid, what's the school, the small e- school? Elon, they I believe. Elon, right. Yeah. And then he went to the bench. His reaction yeah. was just nuts. Yeah. Yeah, he, like, freaked out. He couldn't. Yeah. He could not handle – like, he knew he messed up. He was angry about it. It was a weird psychological. He's a he's a case. Yeah. yeah, I hope it's that he was that he that he looked in the mirror and thought it was his fault. I'm not sure that he ever thought it was. Maybe I'm not. not sure. Maybe not. It yeah. Yeah. Know, yeah. Like, it's not a middle school. Like there are 30 cameras there. Like people are right. Gonna, True. Like, you can't get away with it. Yeah. Never <laughs> understood that. Where like you know, it's not like oh, I won't get caught. Right. Every single right. angle is being videotaped every at every minute. It's the most. <laughs> mind-boggling thing of all time <laughs> and i think that could be one of the differences one of the differences between tony bennett and krzyzewski right and yeah. it's almost like krzyzewski enabled him to continue his behavior by suspending him one game right right that's not something after it happened one time or twice that's not going to happen anymore for a player at uva right no yeah he's not going to go down like that so yeah anyway right. so best luck to you guys thank you, you guys. Guys. i was just saying that I, we can end it here but yeah well We'll, we'll talk. Yeah. We'll stop the podcast. And- yeah. So, listeners, don't forget subscribe and like this episode. These guys are awesome, and check them out on Barstool as well. Uh, what's the Twitter? Barstool UVA at Barstool UVA. Okay, yeah. great. And Instagram, Instagram? same thing. Barstool UVA. Yeah, we'll right. we'll link we'll link it all below. So, um, I appreciate you guys. Yeah, and listeners, also don't forget to follow us on Spotify and subscribe to us on Spotify and Apple iTunes. For T-Dubs, all the way in Cali, for Dougie Fresh, who's taking, uh, who's, who's working right now and can't say goodbye. He's uh, in Midtown Manhattan. I'm actually Uptown Manhattan. This is Locker Room Access. Take care. See you next time.